everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taco Mata Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. The only impossible journey is the one you did not start. Tony Robbins is totally right when it comes to this, and on this podcast, I've talked so much about getting out of your own way to dream big dreams, and to go after them. But how many times have we gotten started and lasted in the honeymoon phase for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks at most, and then struggled to finish? Today, that's what we're going to be talking about. The obstacles that we will need to overcome to cross the finish line and to actually get you set up to follow through on taking action. But before we dive into that, let's chat the taco of the week, which was actually inspired from a place that I ate at out in South Carolina called Coastal Crust. It was a pizza place, and oh my gosh, it was so good. Also came to realize that pizzas can totally be tacos, hence the reason why I'm bringing you this recipe this week. (laughs) So with that being said, go ahead before you leave the show today, check out the show notes for my health nut taco recipe. It's a vegetarian taco that has Italian seasoning on it covered in low moisture mozzarella cheese that's still delicious. And it's so good. And you could also add like some chicken or some seasoned pork chop to it if you are a meat lover. Seriously delicious. So again, check out the show notes if that is a recipe you are interested in trying this week. All right, so let's jump into it. And I love to share personal stories on this show because I think it allows for you to realize that you're not alone and you can relate to me as your podcast host And so the story that I want to tell you about was the time that I was working with the Tony Robbins organization. I had a business and personal life coach through them, and she was phenomenal. And before I got aligned to her, I actually took like a personality or strength and weakness test. They they have you do this full compass test, and it was really revealing, and it was so spot on. But one of the things that I can so clearly remember was when they were sharing the results with me about my ability to follow through. They told me that my ability to be creative and to be curious and to learn and just to think of ideas, like my mind is always exploding. I wish some people could see inside my mind because it's just like constant go, go, go of like, how can I make this better? And how can I do this? And how can I bring this to this? It's it's just that consistently. It's really hard sometimes to slow it down. But even though I'm really good at starting things and coming up with ideas, I was told, hey, you're not really great at getting the job done, at completely following through, at least on keeping the main thing the main thing. And it was something where I was like, huh, well, I've been pretty successful in my life, so I I still think there's for sure opportunity for growth, but I will keep that in mind. And so it was probably a year ago since I've taken that test, and what I've come to realize is that I think that that thought alone when they told me that I was not so great at the follow through has been subconsciously eating me alive a little bit. Because now each time I think of this grand idea or I start a new project, I have that voice inside my head that's like, wait a second, 
another new project, really, you're starting something new? Do you even think you'll really actually finish? And so what someone else had told me has now become this self-limiting belief and voice in my head. And so it's a really interesting dynamic, but I think that it's so true. And I think that there's many of us that get super excited about something and we make the investment, we make the plan and we go like all in on it, all in on it. And then in a few days, maybe a few weeks if we're lucky, things start to get loose and things start to fall apart over time. Well, the most successful people clearly see things through all the way from when they start to when they finish. So if you are one of those people that are like, man, I'm really good at having all these ideas and saying yes to things, but I'm really crappy at making it to the finish line, this podcast is for you. So let's jump right into that. And today, by the end of it, here is my hope, is I want to give you some things to consider. I want you to take three action items, and I'm also going to give you like some fun advice based off of a book called Finish. If you've never heard of the author, John Acuff, he's written a couple of different books. He actually has a book called Start, or Starting, I think. He has a book called Soundtracks, which is, oh, guys, if you really struggle with self-limiting beliefs and fears and doubts, either the audio version of that or just the physical book, they are so good. That is definitely up your alley. But right now I'm reading his book called Finish, and it's all about, like I said, getting to the finish line. And so in this book, he talks a lot about hiding places and things that we normally go back to and obstacles that we have to overcome and just give some really tangible and realistic content to getting over those things. So you're going to see that weaved in today, but of course, there's my flavor that's on all of this. And so first, to start off with, The first step to take is if you're really wanting to see something to completion is flip the script to find the proof. We all know that when we start something, self-limiting beliefs, the doubts, the voices in our heads, they, they are inevitable. But like I mentioned in my story, I had this idea planted from a year ago and I didn't even know that it was subconsciously impacting me. So you got to dig deep a little bit, right? The best way to do this is to look at the main thing that you want to accomplish right now, the main idea that you have that you want to take from start to completion. And I want you just to think about what are the things that have held you back in the past from maybe physical things to emotional feelings to thoughts that you've been having What is it that maybe has held you back in the past on similar projects or the same exact goal? And I want you to dig even deeper and I want you to go and find the proof. Because what I've normally taught is go and find the limiting beliefs, figure out something that is going to better serve you to tell yourself a different story. We're still doing that. But before really rewriting it, I think it's so important to go and find the proof in your life, to go and look at the wins and the proof that I am totally capable of doing this. So this is where if you do not have a book of wins or if you do not take the time to journal and write down things that you're proud of, not just things that you're grateful for, but things that you are accomplishing, like from small things to large things, it really doesn't matter. This is when you lean in and you start to do that. 
Because the magic behind having a book of wins or even a book of proof is that on the days where you're really struggling mentally or you're trying to find that proof, you can start to flip back through those pages and you can start to read how life is truly happening for you and just how capable you are. And that's going to evoke a very specific feeling. And that's where I really want to get and and shift y'all to is these feelings. Because if we can change the way we feel, if we can change our state and our emotions, we can change our perception of reality. And our perception of reality is dictating the thoughts and the stories that we're telling ourselves in our heads. And those stories and thoughts are also dictating our action, right? Whether we do it or whether we do nothing at all. So to wrap this all up, flip the script to find the proof. Go and find the proof first of you can totally do this, that you're capable of this. And now that you have that proof, go and change the state that you're in by rewriting the story, by flipping the script and telling yourself a story that's going to empower you. And a really great example or starting place that you can start off from is something like this. I will love when I feel XYZ emotion knowing that I will get closer to the outcome I desire through XYZ action. What it does is instead of a normal affirmation of saying, I am a rich person or I am courageous or all the things and you truly don't feel that way, this taps into progress while also tapping into how you want to feel, manifesting that feeling. So that is a great place to start off from. And once you start to write down the statements to flip the script, now this is where you start to stack your odds. Stacking your odds essentially means that you are going to improve them. You are going to set yourself up for the most success possible. So in the book, John Cuff talks about these hiding places. Hiding places could be A, just not taking action at all and hiding behind this fear of judgment and basically opinions from other people. He even talks about retreating back to certain activities because they are comfortable or familiar. And he even talks about the language that you use. If I have this, then this will happen. Or I cannot do this until, which I'm pretty sure all of those words have been a part of our language, (laughs) especially when we are starting something new. I can't do this until I have this. I can't write the business plan or start building my own business until I have XYZ resources. All limiting beliefs, all insecurities and fears coming out to the forefront. And so one of the things that he talks about is stacking your odds. Again, doing things that are going to maximize your chance for success. And he gives a plethora of them, but these are the ones that I really, really liked that I wanted to share with y'all. The first one is to look at your goals and make it fun. Make it fun if you want it done. That's that's a title of a whole chapter. And he talks about the fact that if your goals and what you're doing is not very fun, why in the heck are you doing it in the first place? And granted, right, there's going to be goals like things that your boss or CEO sets up for the company and for your team that you don't necessarily have too much control over, 
But you do have control over how you complete those goals and the action items, right? Making those fun and making those enjoyable. So again, controlling what you can control, making things fun if you want it done. If you know that you don't like certain tasks, then don't do those certain tasks. Now, here's where the balance is, truly. Not liking something and not doing something because it's going to stretch you or make you feel uncomfortable are two different things in my book. If you were like, okay, I can do this task, but this is something that truly sucks the joy out of me, like makes me sick to my stomach, don't do it. But if this is something where you're like, I know that if I did this, I would learn so much about myself and become a better person, a better leader, etc. Those are the things that you need to do. So anyways, look at the goals, look at the tangible action items and figure out how can I make this more fun? Even how can I make this more easy? And that's the other thing, right? Simplicity is the key to consistency. That's actually something that I made up, but it is. Simplicity is going to guide you to the best possible outcome. In fact, I think we all can agree that we overthink literally everything. So when you're looking at your goals and the action items that you're about to take, don't only just think about, okay, how can I make this more fun and enjoyable, but also how can I maybe cut some of these things in half or maybe limit them a little bit. Just make them more streamlined and simple. If you are a very active, right-brained human, trust me, this is much easier said than done. But this is where decluttering the brain, putting pen to paper, is really going to help you gain some clarity. And when you do that, this is the last one that I really loved, is vomit. (laughs) which probably makes zero sense. But look at that decluttering list and be like, what is it that I can totally bomb? What do I not need? What is it that I can delegate and trust that it's going to get done at the quality that I need for it to get done? This is probably the one that I can personally take the most notes on because I'm terrible, terrible at delegation. And I feel like I always need to be doing things because this is my business and I'm a leader of a team and I've got to lead by example. That is all crap, okay? You have to clear your schedule up and your energy up, more importantly, to do the things that you do best, to do the things that you enjoy, to do the things that you are passionate about because what comes of that is momentum and massive action, which then creates more momentum. So if you're delegating things, you're opening yourself up more to those activities, which is just going to create this positive wheel of emotion, positive wheel of belief into positive wheels of just consistent action. Make it simple to keep it consistent and bomb some of the things that you truly just don't need. And the last step to take something from start to finish is to overcome perfection with messy action. In fact, Tony Robbins even says perfection is the lowest standard that anyone can have. It leaves no room for growth. Perfectionism truly is an energy suck. It's a joy suck, a happiness suck. Perfectionism is BS. (laughs) It's a total lie. It's basically saying you cannot start or you cannot do certain things if you don't have it down 100%. And that's actually the backbone of the book that I'm reading right now, Finish with John and Cuff. 
is he talks a lot about beating perfectionism. And I've actually done a podcast on perfectionism if you want to go back and listen to that specifically. But I wanted to read something from the book where he was working with people specifically on how to go from start to finish when it comes to goals and dreams. And this was something that one of the clients that he worked with said. I start with the belief that I could do something. Then I get all excited and start dreaming. At first, I feel confident and like I know what I'm doing. Then my dreams get really big. Then I want perfection. Then, all of a sudden, I feel inadequate to do the job because I don't know how to do it at that level. Then the dreams die and the goal is forgotten. The best part is most of the time, all that I mentioned above is mental. I never actually started anything. How much can you resonate with that? How often are you in your own head because you're waiting for the right time? You're waiting for the right circumstance. You're waiting for the money or the right people. Or you just don't even start in the first place because you're too afraid of the outcome potentially being failure. Again, I've talked on this podcast about overcoming fear of failure and perfectionism. So please go back and listen to those if you hadn't have a chance to yet. But we've got to start putting perfectionism to the side and just taking messy action. And messy action, y'all, is beautiful. Messy action is not having all the pieces. It's not having all the resources. Crap, sometimes it's not even knowing exactly what to do or where you're going. I will tell you that if you know what it is that you want and you know just how bad you want it and what that why is, the how will become apparent. And the best and most successful leaders and people in the world are not successful because they're perfect. They're successful because they've tried a million different things and they just didn't quit. They didn't let the fear of not being perfect or having all the right answers or outcomes scare them. They had an idea, they tried it, they failed. And then they went on to the next thing and they learned and they grew from those experiences and they just did that over and over and over again until something clicked. Success leaves clues. And what the successful people are doing is they're getting out of their own head. They're flipping the scripts and they're finding the proof in their life that it's always happening for them and that they are capable of feeling and dreaming and doing anything that they want. They are setting themselves up for success by making stuff fun and simple and just living a little bit. By not holding on to all the reins and trying to control all the things. They're actually delegating it and lifting other people up through giving them these tasks that they can thrive in. And most importantly, they're not making perfectionism their friend. In fact, they are overcoming it daily with just action. Action and one step in front of the other, not knowing what outcome it will lead to, but just knowing that they'll learn something in the process. And what I will leave you with today is in order to truly ever finish something, you have to remove guilt, fear, and judgment in order to truly finish. Are you afraid to admit that your goals are just as important because you're either too busy of being a mom or serving others? Are you fearing 
that finishing will put you on an unwanted pedestal. So it's just easier to sort of say so-so. Or are you just freaking afraid that you will face way too much judgment for others if you go for it and potentially fall on your face? Whatever it is, you've got to remove that from your life because you only have one life to live. And sitting on the sidelines is not very fun. So what are you waiting for? Thank you so much for showing up for you today. I have no doubt that with these steps that you will cross the finish line and set yourself up to do that time and time again. Until next time, I hope you enjoy those tacos. Take a ton of messy yet beautiful and courageous action. And I will see you next week for another episode of Taco About It Tuesday. See you then.